into any shenanigans, Halloween shenanigans? I didn't. You know what? I'm into, um, we launched the site. Oh, yeah. went live and it, it, like, of course, it's full of bugs and stuff, right? So right. This week has been absolute dumpster fire. Dumpster in a river going down on fire at the same time. It's like, yeah. it was, it's one of those things where, like, you know when you're in your business and you're like, I need to change how I feel right now. Yeah. I've got to change my mindset because right now, like this week, I was just feeling so blocked. Yeah. Like just, I just was finding this week hard. So I feel you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like doing real estate stuff, like the past couple of years has been like phenomenal, but it's feast or famine, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So like yep. this has oh, been yeah. a pretty good feast for a bit, but it's like, now it's getting with people and the yeah. interest rates and stuff's getting yeah. rough, right? It's actually, you know what? That's a common myth uh, for in the real estate market. So yes, it's been it has been a crazy few years. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that uh, the market is starved for inventory. Yeah. And so, um, you know, with the lower interest rates, it really brought a lot of buyers into the market. So, you know, of course, that's supply and demand, right? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy yeah, sure. supply and demand. Yeah. Um, but for every house that was on the market, and I mean, we were like, like hundreds of houses, like hundreds and hundreds of uh, houses short on inventory for yeah. quite a few years there. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get all these buyers that come into the market and for a few years there, you'd have 20 to 30 buyers on one house, you know, multiple offers. Yeah. And so the average time that you work with a client to help them find their house um, before going into the pandemic was a few months. That was like the average time. It doubled, you know, when you were, when you went into the, uh, when we came into the pandemic. And then sometimes it, you just couldn't find anything. I had lots of clients, uh, lots of buyers take a break. Because they just got so frustrated. Because they just got so frustrated. Yeah, they just got so frustrated. You got a lot of buyers that were, you know, frustrated in the opposite direction where they would like, you know, um, just be fed up of losing all the time. And so then they would just throw caution into the wind and then they would bid on a house not knowing really if they'd be able to, you know, get their financing approved. And so then they'd end up having to terminate during their conditional period. You know, so like... I'll tell you who the market was good for during those three years. It was good for the person that wanted to sell their house. The person that had equity in their home, that wanted to sell their home and get as much as they could from their house, from the sale in the market. They could take that, reinvest it in any way they want. If they were buying another house, sure, they were buying property at uh, the higher uh, price point um, that everybody else was buying at. But they had more equity they were available to them, um, so they had a little bit more control, a little bit more power. They were uh, able to... to um, uh, bid a little bit stronger um, and plus people who have been buying properties you know they've been in, around the block a couple of times so right. you know they they are prepared to move faster they can be more aggressive and and you know a lot of first-time home buyers out there it just it's tough by you know you know do you remember buying your first property <laughs> i gotta think back for a second what was my first property i did i bought a townhouse in uh, ottawa and what was that like um it was the most money I'd ever spent in my life. Right. <laughs> I think it was 140 grand. That's a lot of money though, right? At the time, that was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money though. And yeah. it's your first time buying it. That's your first time being like, I'm going to sign my name on a piece of paper here that says I'm now responsible for $140,000 debt. Yeah, especially because I was a young police officer at the time. You're right. Okay. And I don't think I realized what police officers got paid. Okay. But when I first, I was in Ottawa and, I, and the first 
contract ever signed. I, I didn't even look at the salary expectations. Actually. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got hired as a police officer. I was all excited. Yeah. And I got the contract and it said I was, my starting salary was $29,000 a year. Wow. Things have changed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed yeah. a right? lot. Yeah. But $29,000 a year. And so it was only, I was only a year into that when mm-hmm. we bought this house. Right on. And, um, it was, it was a struggle for sure. Yeah. Uh, and a real eye opener in terms of you don't just buy the house. Then we got a heat wave. We didn't have air conditioning because, of course, it was new construction. They didn't sure. have that stuff. So then you had to buy air conditioning, do all the landscaping, add a deck, yeah. all these events, like all this right. stuff. So it ended up being expensive, yeah. but also one of the best things I ever did because getting on the ladder, especially at that yes. level, was yeah. like critical yeah. to what happened later. Exactly. Yeah. And were you competing at the time too? Or were you just the only buyer? No. Yeah. So these were these were new construction townhomes. Yeah. Um, and at that time, Ottawa was expanding out from mm-hmm. the center, so all of the um, suburbs in Ottawa that were like farmland yeah. were getting eaten up by new construction. So it was mm-hmm. you had your pick of the litter. Yeah. It was like you know 140k that got you. I had a three bedroom, two and a half bathroom townhouse, and I think it was an end unit, and I believe it was over 2,000 square feet. Like it was a yeah. good size yep. house, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Unfinished basement. Yeah. Like it was pretty. Blank slate. You could do whatever you wanted down yep. there. Yeah. <laughs> so. And in Ottawa, uh, they only, in Ontario, I should say. Yeah. They, like uh, square footage is from, is like ground level and up, not yep. including. So you had 2,000 feet above the ground. Yeah. Plus the basement. And I'm a huge football girl. So we yeah. actually had an unfinished basement. We finished the basement. Yeah. Got a couch down there that you had to take the back off of because you couldn't get a, like a full size couch oh, yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> then uh, I got the biggest TV I'd ever seen in my life. I think it was thirty two. Oh Jesus, those were huge. <laughs> and you had to, we had to get two movers to bring it into the basement because there were still the old large TVs that like not the flat screen. Right, right, so we right. We actually right. hired like a moving company to get this thing like down. Those the things stairs. weighed a ton. Oh my god. We almost killed those guys for sure. I tried to move my grandparents' thirty-six inch tube up from the basement of their house to the second level and it took four of us and we couldn't lift it. We had to put it in a blanket and like <laughs> <laughs> and lift it up stair by stair. That's it was awesome. It was ridiculous. Yeah, because they used to be in a cabinet half the time, right? Yes. Like there was a cabinet yeah. built around it. Yeah. So it's it's so funny now because I was at Costco and I was like that you can get an eighty inch TV that I could probably my grandmother could probably lift this thing right yep. but yeah no that was <laughs> that was my that was my first house but we've actually had a lengthy history in real estate since then yes yeah, yeah. well in you're in the market now so that's great and yeah. you never look back <laughs> but yeah the you know just like the con like it was it's been a crazy year for real estate and uh but really the market it was good for the seller you know and uh, a lot of people were able to take advantage of that kudos to them being yeah. able i mean that's why you get into real estate right it's an investment it's an investment that you can live in which is one of the best investments because i don't think you can live in any other investment right yeah that's the only one you can live in right yeah yeah so it's yeah <laughs> you gotta live somewhere yeah right you got to live somewhere. Might as well own the place that you that you live if you can. And uh, and then the, the idea behind that, yeah, he's building that equity and using it to your advantage later on. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the only real issue that I've seen along the way is, I mean, my family is a, a blue collar family for yep. all intents and purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Trades, um, you know, policing, paramedicine, like we've had it in our family. And it, we were able to buy a home because we had middle-class incomes Yep, and we were able to, to scrimp together and get 
you know, down payment for a $140,000 townhouse yeah. and then work our way up. And I'm actually feeling upset for like people behind us because I don't want it to be that housing is solely for as investment purposes. I want it to be an investment for you and your family so that you can yep. improve your life. Mm -hmm. But right now it seems to be that there's so much interest in burr and, you know, doing yeah. all these different investment techniques and stuff. And it's like, you know what, how about we get people homes mm -hmm. where they can raise families and like, let's, let's get the middle class back because mm -hmm. we've damaged it a lot. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, homes are becoming very unaffordable. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. And I would love to see a much more stable market myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I grew up in St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah. And I used to live in Halifax. I went to Ontario for a couple of decades and came back and now I live in New Brunswick again. But this market when I came back was foreign to me. Right. Like it is so right. different. Right, right. Because Halifax was never like this. No, I know. It yeah. was um, it, like before the pandemic happened, the market was trending up. But the, the pandemic just added uh, gasoline to the fire yeah. for sure. I think we were going to, I think this market, because it was like the last bastion in yeah. in Canada, like even Manitoba, even, yeah, even Winnipeg's market was like uh, past, even, past. Even New Brunswick. Yeah, even New Brunswick. New Brunswick hadn't had yeah. like in, uh, increasing property valuations for decades. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden St. John was the hot, St. John New Brunswick was the yeah. hottest place to buy. I'm right. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I look back at the numbers here in Nova Scotia and it's like flat. Yeah. Right up until, I mean, you'll see the peaks and valleys, like the seasonal peaks and valleys and whatnot, but it was the same yeah. since as far back as the records go that I yeah. have until we got to 2019 and then it went whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even some of the people, I'm pretty connected with the tiny house community and, yeah. and a lot of people have been trying to buy land kind of in the HRM, but not like directly in. And um, they're seeing the property valuations like precipitously drop right. because these people were like, eh. Hot market. Okay, my land that was worth twenty five thousand, I'll list it for one hundred and fifty, whatever. Yeah. And now they're dropping them back down. Yeah, because it's the musical chairs have ended. Not everybody got a chair, right? <laughs> That's right. Where yeah, we're at so, which mm. is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not talk about real estate anymore. Let's talk a little bit about uh, about what you're doing. You mentioned okay. so you just launched the website over the weekend, I did. Project Garage. I yep. was trying to talk to Chris Had about it. Yep. Um, so. Let me try and do this. Okay, do it. <laughs> okay, so for the guy, or such as myself, so I'm not a I'm not a uh, renovation expert by any stretch right. of the imagination. I can replace uh, deck boards on my deck uh, because that's pretty much just like take one off, yeah. I put one down, and I don't even do that well. In fact. Some would argue that uh, I probably did it incorrectly, even though the deck is uh, about 15 years old and really there's not much you could do wrong with it. Right. But it was a, um, the width of the deck was exactly uh, 32 feet. So I just bought um, 16 foot boards and I stacked them up. Okay, you know what? Whatever, you're not falling through, right? Like they're attached. <laughs> but then about halfway through, so that was one person's uh, advice. And so then about halfway through, I had to stop because uh, I've got a terrible back and I, I just, I yeah, couldn't, I couldn't go through, uh, I couldn't do the full job all at once. So then I stopped. And then of course, in that time that I stopped, I had a couple of other people stop by and take a look at my deck and tell me, you know, perhaps uh, they thought it felt I was doing it wrong and that maybe I should do it this way. So then I 
was like, all right, well, I'll try it that way. And then I started uh, doing it that way. And then another person came along. And uh, some of these people were, you know, professionals who are in the market right. and whatnot, who, who are in the industry. And uh, so I just decided to follow um, the last guy's advice, who is a general contractor and builds decks and renovates kitchens and all nice. that stuff. So I started to follow his advice. And the rest of the other half of my deck uh, looks like a professional did it somewhat because then I ran out of wood. <laughs> that one's on me. I ran out of wood. Right. I had to go and scramble and uh, try and find some uh, leftover wood from a project I was doing down the road like like a few years back. And uh, yeah. I managed to snag those boards. I thought they would work, but they were actually not as thick as mm -hmm. the deck boards I was using. But yeah. ah, it's right at the end. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to notice that. So while I while I reminisce about doing that, I think about what you're offering, yep. which is the uh, Project Garage. Yep. And it's an opportunity for me to actually work one-on-one -on -one with a professional from the industry, right? Yep. That's, That's what right. the Project Garage is, right? Yeah, so we connect DIYers with vetted tradespeople for virtual help. Mm -hmm. So literally before you started your project, you could have gone on, found a carpenter or um, a deck builder on the Project Garage. Yeah. You could have had an hour consultation with them yeah um maybe did better planning in terms of material select like picking your they could have done some calculations for you told you how to do the job and then if you ran into any issues during the job you could always call them back and get you know basically show them what's going on and they could walk you through it right oh so it'd be like so i would have uh, multiple points of contact with, absolutely oh. it, you can have as many points of contact as you want because at right. the end of the day the, you're only obligated for a 15-minute flat rate, and after that, it's to the minute. So let's say you had a quick question. Yeah. You're in the middle of your project, yeah. and you're like, I honestly don't think I'm using the right length screws or something. Like sure. something's totally messed up here. What's up with these uh, joist hangers? You could literally call for 15 minutes. Yeah. And you know these guys charge like anywhere from like, let's say it's $100 an hour. So for 20 bucks, you can talk to someone, solve your issue, and off you go. Right. Yeah. You're done. Oh yeah. So it's really good for people who value their time mm -hmm. because a lot of people, you know, there's two different camps in the East Coast. There's the camp of, you know, my uncle Jimmy <laughs> he told me to use XYZ and we yeah. don't ever hire anybody for anything. We don't spend any more money than necessary ever for anything. Right. They will not be the project garage clients. Right. For mostly it's going to be people who have the disposable income who want to do projects on their own or DIYers who are like super keen to try stuff but are a little bit nervous to do it without any extra help mm -hmm. they're going to be the ones that use the project garage to like save them time money and you know to get it to get it done without yeah. like getting divorced <laughs> i would love to do more projects around the house but i just yeah. uh, you know i don't have the uh i don't have the, the the time to sit down and do all of that research myself yeah. or anything like that like i could sure i could go on youtube and whatnot and yep. and watch a bunch of videos and then take a bunch of notes and then you know double check cross-reference that with some other sources and all that kind of stuff i just don't have the time to do that but yeah if i could make a quick phone call and say hey here's my plan this is my vision you know yeah. what do i need to do to do this and how should i start and, you know how do i waste was a big thing for me there was so okay. much waste from that deck <laughs> i spend a lot of time actually calculating my job so we have a, a renovation company called spec three properties mm -hmm. and um, that's actually where this whole idea of the project garage came from because i was doing renovations for people and then they would come back to me and say hey you did my deck now we want to do our backsplash but can you just tell us how to do it mm. and it's like okay well I could 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my time is valuable. Sure. So yeah. that was the impetus to say, okay, I want to be able to share with you my expertise. You can hire me for bigger jobs, but also I need to be able to be compensated for my time like mm-hmm. and my information. Time's so important. Eh? Oh. Nobody nobody seems to realize like how important time is. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted there. No, no, you but, didn't interrupt yeah, me. Yeah, time right, is right. so important. No, like, and 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 I think that that gets really taken for granted a lot, especially uh, in industries where we spend a lot of time, and, and there's no there's no uh, um, compensation for that until you finish the job, right? Yeah, well, I think people are used to this idea that tradespeople are really only good for physical labor, mm-hmm. right? And mm. realistically, so if we look at the internet the way it is now, this past few decades has been about getting as much information out to as many people as possible. Yes. The next evolution of internet will be how do you get information in a pointed and direct manner as opposed to trying to sift through these giant yep. tomes of things, right? So AI. The re- AI. <laughs> the, um, so this next group of people will be the ones who can, like the Project Garage, cut through the chaff. You're not wasting your three hours, four hours researching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can get a professional that can actually tell you what your friction point is in a very quick period of time and you can get on with your day. Yep. Right? Yes. That's the worst. You're, yeah. You know, you've got kids or you've got this plan on the weekend. You're like, I'm going to have this bathroom done in a day or two. And next thing you know, it's six months later and your wife's still peeing in a bucket. And you're like, honey, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Just another YouTube video to watch. Yeah. Right. So, and, and honestly, who's coming yeah. like for these smaller jobs? We have a skilled trade shortage. So it's what, tough. It's brutal. Yep. Brutal to get people to come to your home for small jobs. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? The solution mm-hmm. would be to try to tackle the smaller jobs yourself, mm-hmm. create a relationship with someone. So that's basically becomes a warm lead yep. for the skilled trades person. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid for their information and not just completely destroying their bodies with Right. You know, doing all these extra jobs yeah. and stuff, right? Just to try yeah. to keep up. I've never even thought about that. It's a great opportunity. So if you know, like a homeowner takes on a smaller job yeah. for that they can do, because you're right, it's yeah. it's very hard to get tradespeople out for, for smaller jobs. Um, and then, and then you know, when a, when a big job comes along, you know, I'm the consumer and I've already built this rapport yeah. with Stephanie who actually, you know, runs a successful renovation company. And then where's my first call going to be to, you know, actually do a full renovation inside the house or something like that. <laughs> what, what better job application, like, could there be for contractors? You know how many bad contractors you've probably run mm-hmm. into. Yeah. But what, what better thing could you have than a, a series of phone calls where they're walking you through, you can tell if they're patient, you can tell if they're knowledgeable, you can tell if they're kind, mm-hmm. you can tell if they're honest. Mm-hmm. Like you go through all this thing where you're doing these little calls with them and then the big job co- comes up and you already know each other. Right. You've already yeah. created that relationship. Yeah. So as opposed to a contractor going on Facebook ads or Instagram ads and like trying to draw people in, yeah, they can just go in and get paid for information. Yeah. So instead of paying to get leads, they're getting paid to get leads. Yes. If they're any good. Yeah. If they suck, they're not going to get leads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really it is, it's all about relationships, isn't it? Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. A hundred percent. That's uh, this job is all about relationships. It's a people business. It's yeah. For a hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it takes a while to, it does take a while even for us because, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find buyers off the websites or whatever advertising we're running and whatnot. And, you know, that, that is a very important piece to the puzzle, but 
you know, at the end of the day, it's that relationship that you develop with the person, you know, and that, and that trust that you, that you create. I, yes, I'm a, I'm an industry professional. I know real estate and I'm not going to steer you wrong, but I'm still just me. And you only met me two minutes ago. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the value, trying to figure out value propositions in your, in your fields, like yeah. it's hard. Like when you're, you know, you look at real estate and it's like, okay, some people really hit on the fact that maybe they speak a second language and they're able to culturally like, um, connect with people as they're coming into the mm-hmm. HRM and stuff. And for me, even with the project garage, we have a whole component that's, so you're a new immigrant, you've come to anywhere in Canada. Um, you're not, you speak English, but maybe it's a bit more challenging for you, but you want to do some renovations or whatever. We actually have niched down in the search um, the search components where you can look for someone who speaks your language. Mm. So if I'm oh. living in Upper Muscadabit and I yeah. speak Cantonese, right. I can talk to a plumber that speaks Cantonese from Toronto to help me walk me through my problem as opposed to trying to struggle with like that technical language of yes. renovations. Yeah. So, and even for skilled trades people coming here, great right. way to connect and get jobs. True. Right? Yeah. So there's just a whole lot of like, we have a lot of similarities like in terms of you know, in real estate, you create these relationships and they need to find out what, what is it about you that you can, that you can add extra for them. It's hard. It is. Yeah. And social media, like, uh, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I, like rab- the- I like rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of the big reasons that I do this right now mm-hmm. is it's a great opportunity to, you know, meet new people, you yeah. know, create, uh, uh, awesome experiences, yeah. um, build a professional network, build those relationships. Yeah. And then also at the end of the day, um, because there is a real estate segment to the show, there's a teachable yeah. learning moment. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, and I, and I provide all this uh, content to any new prospective buyers and sellers as well. So it's like, I know we just met we spoke on the phone for a few minutes or I just stopped by your house and had a quick conversation with you or we met at the office, but, uh, you know, here, get to know me a little bit more and, and and what I do and and here's a here's a slew of content that uh, you're just gonna love listening to. <laughs> <laughs> well, why am I here? We met at a networking event. Yeah, we met. Right? At, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. I mean, that's like think. Of, let's let's like extrapolate what could happen from here, right? Mm-hmm. So you're new home buyers. I don't know about you, but when I first got a house, I thought my house was trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything like I didn't know anything about filters for my furnace yes. and all this different stuff. And, you know, now that we've made this connection, think about what an opportunity it would be for the project garage for new home buyers who are terrified. Yep. And they just have questions about the of house. Course. Like I just the the breaker panel just went and I don't know what to do and all this different stuff. Well you're not gonna call an electrician for that. Yeah. If you could call on the project garage for fifteen minutes so they could walk you through oh, don't panic. Don't panic. All yep. you have to do is sometimes it can be a little stiff. You That's just gotta right. push it all the way over yep. and push it back. Yeah, and then that person is effectively saved yes. from their devil yeah. house. Yes, right, yeah. and especially in Halifax, where you've got older homes that have really crazy nuances. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. So it's like you know what? But that's just ghosts. Just ghosts and, yeah, <laughs> from, from the Halifax explosion, <laughs> or Alexander Keith or Alex- roaming his yeah. uh, hallways or whatever. Yeah, but um, you know the idea that you'd be able to send them somewhere where you know they could get information and be taken care of yeah what a security blanket that would feel like for them too, oh right? for sure so, oh yeah 100 percent. i yeah. love it that's a good pitch and nice. i'm gonna use it did you like it <laughs> i liked it that was good that was I've really only been working on this for a year and a half <laughs> like 
from literally from day one to last week, it's been about a year and a half yeah. of me becoming, you know, from policing to joining tech incubators and yeah. accelerators yeah. and what I don't know, I don't even know what I've done a year and a half. Yeah. And now the other day someone was like, Oh, you know, doing this thing and I'm like yeah, you go into the DNS settings and you uh, go into advanced and you do the uh, whatever, like the TXT file or the CNET. And they're yeah. like, I'm like, oh my God, like, am I possessed? Like, how do I know this stuff? Right. A year and a half. A year and a half. In, in, yeah. immersed in it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm happy to pitch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to dive into everything you've been doing up until this point. We don't, can't, can't fit all that into the show, but you were a police officer. Yep. And now you own your own renovation company. Yep. And and now you own the project garage. So check this. So out. how do you go from like <laughs> were were you doing anything before you were a police officer or were you like an, a, a young adult and you're like bam I'm a police officer that's what I'm doing. Okay, I'm gonna give you the Coles notes because I've, I've been a woman of a million things. Okay, okay I, have a, I have a degree in philosophy from Queens. Oh. I was a diesel mechanic in the Navy Reserve. Okay. I have a diploma from Centennial College in aircraft mechanics. <laughs> I used to fly helicopters and fixed wing aircraft. I then went into uh, policing. Mm-hmm. While I was in policing, I used to purchase and renovate homes. Right. Because I had sort of the mechanical background really helped me with like just right. understanding like how to fix things. Um, started upskilling, doing like different Schluter courses and like courses to upskill my renovation side. Went on a little show called Income Property with Scott McGilvery. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was my aha moment where I was like, Dang, you can make you can make a buck or two. Yeah, like if you really conceptualize how to transform homes mm-hmm. into more usable spaces. Yeah, so that got my brain going. Right. Then we purchased a few more homes, which we renovated. So, to sorry, rent. I just want to like hold up a second. Yeah, yeah. So am I sitting uh, across the table from a TV star right now? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Income property season eight episode. Season eight something. episode something. Okay, how long ago was that? Oh my god, twenty. 2013 2013 okay so 10 years ago 10 years yeah. ago yeah okay but it was honestly that was like yeah that was a big moment because yeah. that house was located that was the worst house in the neighborhood yep in the upper beaches of toronto oh yeah okay yep i'm familiar yep upper beach uh i think at the time the house we bought it for like four hundred thousand dollars oh wow <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> that exhale says it all because you <laughs> couldn't touch a house there now for under a million minimum, no. minimum for the worst house mm-hmm and um, I think we spent forty thousand on the renovation, and it increased property value by three hundred thousand. Wow! Yeah, right on. So it was like that was when I understood the power of taking the ugly duckling, yep. and like making it your own. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I never, as a police officer, I dealt with way too many like landlord tenant disputes. Yep. To ever get really fully immersed in the landlording thing, like we did single family homes, mm-hmm. only because I'm like. I have someone upstairs and downstairs, they're going to fight because yeah. someone's going to be, you know, doing their elliptical or something that's going to be bugging the person downstairs. And I don't want being a landlord to be a full-time job No, with yeah. the calls and the, oh, yeah. they have a dog and all this stuff. Yeah. So whenever we bought, we bought single family homes in the price point that you're talking about earlier, where it's like the first time buyers are buying, let's say in this like $500,000 range. Mm-hmm. So we always tried to buy in there because no matter what the market was doing, yeah. that was always the hottest segment. Yes. So that's what we did. We yeah. just renovated and, and single family homes and got tried to get decent people in. And then we sold our last one during the pandemic because I said, there's no way that yeah. this even makes sense. Right. Like I never expected the house to ever be worth this. I'm like, let's just pitch it because it's ridiculous. Right. I'll never see this again in my lifetime. Yeah. So that's what we did. Okay. 
And now I live in the woods in Harley Beach. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so a moose literally walked into my backyard recently. Like I am in the sticks. Okay. Kind of thing. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> in uh, near Moncton. Like Shady oh, Island. okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. 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 But obviously the, the goal is to get down here when the, the right. climbing's right. So but. did you drive all the way down here from Moncton? So my mom lives here. Oh, okay. So I came last night. Oh, okay. I come down probably two, three times a week oh, now because okay. yeah. when you're starting, when you're a founder, like you've got to talk to people yep. all the time. And yes. this is the center of the economic universe in the East Coast. So it is. Yeah. This is where I come. Yeah. Did you hear that, Halifax? You're the center of the universe. I know, right? <laughs> I, no shameless plug for the best place on earth. Please go to my website. <laughs> <laughs> so you have quite a bit of experience. You must have a few real estate wow moments. Yep. That was one. The going on income property. That, yeah. was, that was one. Um, what's Scott like anyway? So we'll get into that in the next one that you just had. But what's yeah. Scott like? Lovely. Is he's, he? He's a lovely person. His hair is as good as you think it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, pretty down to earth. But I remember this is like 10 years ago. So a lot has happened since yes. then. So, oh, yeah. 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 All of him. Him him, and Brian and the brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's was, what my kids call the brothers. They HGTV, right? Yes. Like, yeah. At least in Canada. So it's like... Yeah, no, really good experience, super fun. I'm pretty hammy anyway, so me getting on camera was like, forsooth. I was like, yay, <laughs> finally my moment, right? Like, I on camera. Yeah. But so, actually, I'll try to get you a copy of it because it's pretty funny. Okay. I was like, that girl's crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, honestly, real estate for me, the aha moments have always been, like, just the ability to take something that's, not so good like i've never been really like bedazzled by shiny objects right like, oh i need to have the best house mm -hmm. the happiest i've ever been is in the ugliest house i ever owned right it's not about the house it's about the space and how you live in it yes so i'm finding a lot of people now are building these like behemoth houses with no like consideration to how the lighting works mm -hmm. to how you would operate in the home how would you age in place yep so all of the aha moments for me have been I thought I would be happier the more expensive the home I lived in. And I've lived in progressively better homes mm -hmm. until we left Ontario and I bought kind of a crappy cottage to move into. And that's the happiest place I've ever lived. Mm -hmm. So I think... That's, that's interesting, eh? It's, it's kind yeah. of... You always have it in your mind like what... I'll feel like I arrived when I have a Patek Philippe watch. Right. I'll really feel like I, you know, I arrived when I get this really expensive house. And for me, it's... Now I look for places where, how will my mom, like as she gets older, how will she be able to access this home? Right. If I was in an accident or something, how would I be able to recover and live in that space? Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really focused now on spaces and how they make me feel and the lighting and, you know, uh, it's, it's ability to, to capture sunlight and mm -hmm. for heat. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like all of these solar things and stuff. yep solar passive that was yeah. a huge term like for the past couple of years solar passive energy but no one can, no one can afford to do it yeah yeah <laughs> right? yeah yeah but even when i was looking we were talking about those condos and even when i looked at those the first thing i looked at was where do they face yes yep right yep so i've learned i've become more experienced now to not just look at something and go wow i really like those hand scraped walnut floors so they're <laughs> stunning yeah but now I look at it and say, okay, how will the hand scraped walnut floors over time, like I have a dog, how will, how will they react with the dog? And, yeah. you know, how does the space make me feel? Is it, is it a healthy space for me? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's massive for me. Yeah. 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 
Uh, you know, I have this conversation a lot. It's funny too. I think the you mentioned. I'm just bringing this up because you mentioned the direction yeah. of the property. I think the direction of the property is um, um, very important in a lot of in a, in a lot of different cultures because I've worked with a few different people from outside of Canada, and the direction of the house was a very important aspect. Yeah. Of, of buying a house and most of them want it facing south most of them want it facing south yep and these are people that for me in living in Canada you know where winters can be quite cold I find that I would want my house facing south so that I capture that sunlight all day long and it heats up the front of the house at least anyways right, right, right. but I mean, most of the people that I work with are coming from parts of the world that don't experience uh, winter quite like we experience winter up here right. and so I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I've never asked the question what is the importance of it facing south but yeah, south is a very is that is that the direction you wanted south or yes, yeah okay yeah yeah they're saying that basically your solar gain is the greatest from the south mm-hmm um, and even uh, looking at developing, I have a property across the street from the one I live in and we're looking to develop it. And that is, I would dare to say before I develop that property, I'll have a horticulturist come in, um, a solar person come in. Mm -hmm. I will do everything in relation to the actual space before I even think about the house, what kind right. of house would be there. Right. And I think that's really something, that's something we're missing here because when we're building, we're not creating like, let's say collision spaces for people mm -hmm. where people will gather like naturally, like you'd see in Europe and things like that. Right. And it's really causing this like decentralized, lazy, like disconnected way of life. Right. Collision spaces. I've never heard that before. Go really? on. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I've, not, I've not heard that term before. No. If you read any, um, I'm trying to think of, there's some medium bloggers that talk about it a lot too natural spaces in like courtyard style spaces where people there'd be natural shops and restaurants and right. things like that where people gather and eat their ice cream at night and things like that it's a place for you to have accident accidental collisions with people to like create community okay we don't have that because we have uber eats yes we just get food delivered yeah. we don't have to go out <laughs> right like you know some of these apartment buildings and condos are building like roof, rooftop patios mm -hmm. But in a world where we can have whatever we want, whenever we want, and mostly exclusive to us, curated to us, you know, just us specifically, right. it can be hard for us to share anymore. Right. We're kind of losing this ability yeah. to share. So, Don't touch my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted the barbecue. I was supposed to have the barbecue at that time. And, you know, these people are there. I wanted to use the elliptical. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's like we've got to get back to learning how to live together. Yeah. And that's why I, you know, go to the networking events and stuff because it's very important to me to connect with people face to face, mm -hmm. have those collisions. Mm -hmm. And we collided and now I'm, I'm sitting here and I did drive yeah. from New Brunswick <laughs> to come and do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Thank no, you. I, you know what? It's because that the effort is the sauce. The mm -hmm. secret sauce is what effort do you make mm -hmm. to continue that collision right. and to create that relationship. Yes. Yeah. People don't do it. No. Like, oh, it's raining that day. I don't want to go. Oh, yeah. it's too far. Yeah. And I don't want to do this, that, and the other. It must be like, snowing there now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I drove to, um, actually, it's supposed to, on the Cobbleway, too, which yeah. is like nightmare. But I even drove up recently to see uh, two women who live in the middle of the woods who are running a tiny house, uh, like a tiny house building. They yep. just started this company. Yeah. And they had actually built a tiny house as their prototype. They're using it as their office. And I drove from New Brunswick to the middle of west hants or so i don't know where i was yeah. <laughs> it was in the middle of nowhere and people would say well why would, why would you do that yeah. because because nobody else would yep 
because mm-hmm. the effort the effort to to create those relationships and now they're going to be on my site because right. there she's a red seal carpenter and like she wants to be you know she wants to offer service so it's like you've got to make those efforts we just don't anymore mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah we lost a lot of that i think over the past few years for sure yeah yeah so um what would you say are the most important aspects? So we were talking a lot about spaces, feeling yep. comfortable in your space. Going back to that real estate wow moment there for a second. Yep. Uh, what would you? Th- so what would do you think? If somebody's building their house because we're talking. You, you're talking, uh, I guess, primarily about renovating or building something from scratch. You just and you're encouraging people to think about the space before they think about the the, the finished product. Yep. So what would be the most important things that somebody should think about uh, when it comes to, to to building that? Like like you said. Age in place you know that sort of thing like what what is what are those things top five three top five uh, two <laughs> i don't know if i can even give it in bullet points what i would say is that if you're going to be purchasing a home like spend time thing it's spend time thinking about what your friction points will be mm-hmm. so you might think a shared driveway is not a big deal right but shared driveways can actually cause quite a bit of friction between neighbors well who's going to pay for that and okay well you put too much snow on my side all this stuff so for me I'm about creating peace in my life and and like less friction. So I would say look at the stuff that you normally wouldn't look at. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the ability? Do you if you have to park on the street? My God. Oh yeah. Are you gonna have a baby in the next little while? <laughs> Good luck to you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and even in the space itself, I would say, I think everybody should purchase a home where you can achieve the highest quality of home that you can afford. Mm-hmm. So if it's not going to be 2,000 square feet, if it's going to be 1,000 square feet and you can really like tear out the insulation and improve that home so that it's much more energy efficient Mm -hmm. and like really make that space affordable and healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Think about the stuff we're breathing in. Oh, yeah. Like honestly, houses can be so unhealthy. Oh, yeah. But if you buy out of your means just to have size, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to be able to make the actual improvements that you need to to make that home healthy for you and your family. So for me, if you actually went to where I live, mm-hmm. the house, you know, you'd probably be like, oh, I don't want to go there on Halloween. That could actually be haunted. <laughs> that house, I've spent so much time um, putting in new spray foam insulation and uh, fixing the roof and doing all the stuff that's actually essential that I haven't spent a lot of time on what makes it pretty. Right. So my girlfriend's ugly, <laughs> but she's really healthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. She's the fittest person in the room. So now I'll worry about, you know, making her pretty afterwards. Yeah. But realistically, people just spend way too much time thinking about size. Mm-hmm. I want a big hose. I want, yep. you know, I want a hot tub out back and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, have, do you know how much it costs to heat a home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Like, do you know how bad oil is? Yes. <laughs> and we're, and we're, and we're the part of, we're the, really the only part of the country. And we are the only part of the country, the Maritimes that, uh, what was it? Some 50, over 50% of our household heat right now still is oil. Brutal. Yeah. Expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. It's brutal and it's dirty. And mm-hmm. you know what? I think if we check our egos at the door mm-hmm. and really think about what's important and that's like having a warm, safe place that you can afford to live in. Mm-hmm. Once you establish that, then you can trade up. Yeah. But I would say when you're first starting out, just make sure that you're going to be happy. That's right. Has that you know, like you can actually park your car and take your groceries in, and yeah. that maybe you could grow grass in the backyard, <laughs> right? Like if it's facing the yeah. right way. But you have a backyard. Kid all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like just 
just don't be so quick to worry about your ego. Mm -hmm. It probably isn't going to be the first one's yeah. probably not going to be that pretty. I like that sage advice. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before we uh, sign off, do you want to give any? Uh, you let's uh, tell all our listeners and people who watch our YouTube videos again about the uh, Project Garage yeah. and where they can find you and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So you can find us at uh, www.theprojectgarage.ca. Yeah. Um, I'm also on uh, Instagram and Facebook at the Project Garage DIY because the Project Garage was taken. <laughs> Um, and, um, yeah, we're, we're up and running. So okay, uh, go book a pro anytime yeah. you want. I'm All right. looking for support Yep. Um, and heavily into, we're marketing first to Halifax area, HRM. Okay. So a lot of the trades people are Halifax people, like okay. local people. Okay, great. So yeah, it's great to support them. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Stephanie. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Love it's it. a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs>